Welcome to the Valmica Property Investing Podcast. I'm JP, your host and the founder of Valmica Buyers Agency. With my background in investment banking, I'm here to share Wall Street tips and secrets for building a top 4% property portfolio. Let's dive into the world of property investment together. Welcome to another episode. Today's episode is going to be one that I'm quite passionate about and it's titled Creative Finance Options. When people look at purchasing a property, it's not only about the yields that a property can return. It's all about enhancing that yield. And the way we used to do it in the private equity world, when we did it on behalf of our investors, we would look for great assets, but we would enhance that return through using creative finance options. The key to extracting a lot more returns out of your investment properties, whether it be commercial or residential, is all about how you you structure the financing, and that's a very important one. So today I'm going to go through a few creative financing techniques that you can use in your portfolio. And the last one, in particular, the mezzanine example that I'll take you through is one that we use very effectively in the private equity space and gets a lot more detailed, but I'll give you a brief rundown of it at the end. And then if you would like more detail on that actual type of financing, let me know and I'll do an episode dedicated to it. Okay, so let's dive straight into it. So there's various types of financing and financing these financing types happen in different cycles more often than not and you might find that you will tend to lean towards a certain type of financing option for example in a bear market and a different one in a bull market for example but there's good ways that you can combine all these methods and i'll explain that in the end so the first type of financing that we see and this typically happens in bear markets but i mean you can use it in other cycles as well is seller financing so in a bear market when property is more difficult to sell you might find that sellers will be option to will be open to an option to using a technique called seller financing and this is where the property seller agrees to receive payments directly from the buyer over time So what this does is it bypasses the need for a bank. So banks will have a lot more stringent uh, requirements than a seller, for example, you could negotiate with. You could acquire the property by paying off the seller instead of paying off the bank. So what this does is it gives you flexible terms and it gives you potential negotiation power. So a good way to knuckle down the bolts of this is when you come up with the terms for financing the purchase of this property it is good thing to approach a lawyer and get the terms um, put into a legal document i wouldn't recommend seller financing over word of mouth it just wouldn't work and also the seller wouldn't be up uh, open to it and of course the buyer would would not um would need to be protected as well in the form of some kind of a legal document. But it's a very effective way. And I've seen many people doing this, especially in the residential 
um, space in bear markets. It allows the seller to sell their property at a predetermined price uh, if they're worried about the price of their property going down further. And it allows the purchaser to bypass the bank and finance the property directly with the seller. Second type of financing technique that we see is all got to do with private lending. Yes, and as a name entails, it not only um, involves borrowing capital from family members or friends, but more so from private investors. There are specific investors out there and specific companies that their whole business is to provide this type of lending. Now, can be the capital structure can form two different areas. It can be a combination of equity and debt. Can be just equity or can just be debt. Sometimes they will um, provide the lending in the form of a convertible note, which is a debt instrument, but gives the in private investor that is lending you the capital the option to convert all of this debt or part of this debt into an equity stake in the asset. So what are the benefits of this? There's faster approvals, there's customized terms, and there's often less stringent criteria. However, keep in mind that when you go through the private investor route, specifically if the capital structure is debt, you may find that the yield, the debt yield is higher than you would pay when you're going to the banks because you you get more, you get the benefit of faster approvals and less stringent criteria. So just keep that in mind. So there's a lot of creative ways to structure this private type of financing through these private investors. And you'll find that many of them have some options that they'll open to and also don't be shy to come up with your own type of structure. If it works and makes sense for both you and the private lender, it is something that they'll be open to. The next form of financing is one that's very popular and it's gaining a lot of momentum, especially in Australia, and that is joint ventures. So joint ventures is when two or more investors pool resources. Now, I'm not talking about resources in terms of financing resources. I'm talking about resources of a combination of financing and expertise. So for example, an investor A may bring capital and investor B brings expertise. So if you stumble upon an opportunity where you can purchase an asset where you can subdivide the land and then do a development, but you've got the skill set, but not the capital to do it, and you've got the time to do it. There are many people out there who are time poor and have capital, but don't have the time or resources to go and do this type of investment because they don't have the time and energy to put into subdividing the, the land. They don't have the time and energy to what goes into developing the land. So you'll have a win-win situation and bringing the expertise to someone who's time poor works very well. And you can do this not only with two individual investors, you can do this with a group of investors. So you might have a person that has the time and energy and the skill set to develop the site and they will, their equity contribution will be in the form of sweat equity. So in other words, their time and the skills. 
And then the investors around them will bring in the capital. And then there'll be some kind of a shareholding structure that you can put together. So the benefits of this would be shared risk, complementary skills, and access to larger deals as a result. The next type of funding is called crowdfunding. And it's similar to the joint ventures, except that you would do it on a much larger scale. So you would create a crowdfunding platform where many investors would um, contribute their capital into one pool of funds. And then that pool of funds would have a responsible party that would be responsible to go and deploying that capital into property investments. So it can be into funding a project, it can be into acquiring commercial assets, residential assets, or to actually doing a development in those two categories of investments. So the good thing about that is it provides diversification because if the crowdfunding is big enough, you can purchase or the capital deployed into a wide range of diversified property investments to get that diversification. It also allows individual investors to get into a low entry threshold. Property can be expensive, it takes a lot of capital, but if you're pooling from many different sources of investors, you can, con you can get a return and get access to the property market for a much lower capital requirement. And also it can be viewed as a passive investment. If it is put together properly and structured properly, um, it can be a very beneficial way of getting exposure to property investments. The next form of funding is what we call lease options. And these will be in the form of rent to own agreements. So an example, a tenant pays rent and then they have an option to purchase the property later. Now, the rent can be in the form of just outright paying rent and the tenant can actually pull up a bit of funds on the side to contribute towards a deposit at a later stage to purchase the property. Or it can be structured where the rental quantum is divided into the rent portion and then the equity portion that goes directly to the property owner, for example. So it can be structured in many different ways. But the benefits of this would be that the tenants will be able to build equity. The seller then gets income and then there's flexibility around the, the property as well. The, the last form of financing that I'd like to speak about is mezzanine. And this one, as mentioned in the beginning of the episode, it's entails quite a bit of intricacies and it is one that we really favored in the private equity space. And that is mez mezzanine type of financing. So as the name suggests, it's the middle layer of financing. So when you get debt financing from the bank, they are the senior lender. So they've got first ranking over the property. So the collateral belongs to the senior lender so they rank first so if there is a liquidation for example the way the um, liquidation the payout of the liquidation happens uh, if that property needs to be sold 
um, the bank or the senior lender will get the capital back first and then it goes into the second ranking third ranking fourth ranking and you for example and you'll find that the equity holders the, and you get different rankings of equity holders but they usually get their capital back last which is why um, equity is seen as uh, more riskier because you're taking the equity risk in the actual asset but then again you get all the uplift from it so the way it works is you'll have your senior lender and then you'll get mezzanine financing so this will be from uh, MES investors that you can get track their capital from and it'll be second ranking meaning that they will get paid out in a liquidation after the senior lender and as a result you might find that the debt financing um, interest rate on a MES structure is more expensive than on the senior lender but then you think to yourself why why would I want to do this and it's all got to do with boosting your IRR so for example if you uh, manage to get a commercial property and it's got a great yield of say 12%, let's say for example, it's an exceptional property, your debt financing from senior lender will be 6%. And then if you manage to attract MES funding, so for example, that would be 8%. The way we review it is that the less equity you're able to spread out over these type of investments and get cheaper funding, the more your equity uplift, your IRR. So it's all got to do with the delta. Now, what I mean by delta? Delta is the difference between your property yields, so the 12% in this example, and then your debt yields. So in the mezzanine example, which was 8%, the difference is 4%. Okay, so it's 12 minus 8. And in the senior debt financing, the difference is 6%. So that's the 12 minus 6. What this does is, is you are getting the MES funding. And that capital is giving you an uplift of 4% without using your own. So that's how it boosts your IRR. Now, I'm talking about this on a very high level and, and very briefly. But it's an exceptionally good way, especially if the yield and the property justifies it, if you've got that delta, to use this to uplift your IRRs. If this is something you'd like me to speak more about in a more detailed fashion, let me know in the comments, and I'll gladly do so. And lastly, to end this podcast off, you can combine all these creative financing techniques together. So you can do a combination, for example, of private lending, joint ventures, and mezzanine type of financing, for example. Throw it in the mix, and you can find that you can get some access to great opportunities, bigger deals that you could never do in the past, and you could significantly boost your returns as a result of being creative. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this valuable, please leave me a like and a comment. It'll help the channel. And we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Valmica Property Investing Podcast. If you're interested in our services, please visit us at valmicaproperty.com. Remember, the content shared in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. For personalized financial advice, always consult your trusted financial advisor or professional.
See you in the next episode.